0: hello everyone this is jane
1: i'm brandon i'm flo
0: i'm sandy welcome to string along this is episode eight and today we'll be talking about the things that we've learned in our youth so how was it like for you guys like growing up have you guys like struggled with personal issues like self-identity you know stuff like that
2: um for me like i think uh you know, just a little bit about my background. A little, I was you know born in France, so um, I wasn't really around Asians that often. Um, so I got really used to hanging out with people with you know non-Asian people, um, and with that, at first I was just kind of that was my norm, and I liked it. You know, I was friends with everybody, um, which kind of helped me adapt to the fact that I didn't really have a group. I hung, I hung out with literally everybody. Which meant the smart people, the people who were into Pokemon at that time, or you know, Yu Gi Oh, Mm, Marvels, girls. I was literally. Well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if you want to put it that way, I was. I hung out with everybody, and I even hung out with people who were like the rebels. You know, at that time, that didn't care about classes and grades, and didn't care about professors or the teachers. You know, words. so i kind of didn't have an identity at that point i think i I think i was just roaming around um you're feeling how deep the water, the pool is you're just trying to get a feel i was testing the waters i was just trying to Mm. see this like you know my youth like the, the environment i realized that the environment i was in or the environment is very crucial to growth i think and because i was lucky to be in an environment that was very open for me Um, I believe to be very adaptable recruiters, job recruiters, I'm very adaptable to any No, 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 you'll get to hear him later. But for me, (laughs) very adaptable.
3: I think I'm the most adaptable because, okay, so I was born in Korea. I went to Japan. I went to Netherlands. I went to Japan and to Korea. And then I went back to Japan and then moved to a different city in Japan. Damn! and then i moved back to korea and i moved to a different place in korea so i moved i don't know if that was nine times but i moved nine times in the in the first 10 years of my life trees i lived in four different countries my life so very adaptable that's definitely one thing i learned but also um one thing i don't have is a childhood friend that i like before fourth grade i don't have friends that i keep contact with because i was so Mm -hmm. young and i was all over the place. So when people are like, "Oh, I've known her since I was four like I don't have, yeah. I don't have that.
2: Okay, wait. Question though. Childhood friend. I see the way I see childhood friend as like before eighteen years old. Honestly speaking, I, I think,
1: think I think it's more middle school than high school.
2: Okay, uh, yeah. for our age right now,
1: because when people say high school, they're just like, "Oh, high school friends," you know? Yeah.
2: Once you're in your forties, mm-hmm. you oh, see yeah, childhood friends. It's eighteen below. I think. Mm, mm, even just
3: college friends like my mom's like oh my childhood friends and they're all like college friends so (laughs)
2: um i pretty
1: much was born in singapore but i immediately moved to indonesia and i pretty much grew up there until i was in high school so i moved to the states when i was a sophomore year high school so that transition from a old-fashioned traditional family you know you got to protect your image sticking to family and you know just pretty much not being you know it's just different compared to here where you can just do what you want and there's a lot of uh what do you call it culture backlash that happened mm-hmm. especially when i moved to the states it was crazy i felt the, the culture shock so mm-hmm. that's why i'm very adaptive recruiters
0: <laughs> did you guys ever wish you like were able to just stay in one place instead of like moving around so much?
3: no nope. i'm so no. happy that i moved yeah it's
0: it's
1: actually well obviously i'm pretty sure for everyone when you move to a different country or when you move even to a different city sandy you will feel that loneliness or that you know fear fear of you know missing out you're scared you don't know what new challenges are going to come up but then again if you see in a different aspect it's more of a you're going to get you're going to be open Mm. I feel like I feel like everyone's gonna grow differently.
0: I can't really relate to you guys because I actually pretty much stayed in one place like all my childhood through high school. Like I was uh I stayed in Stockton. Uh so I had like a best friend. I still have a best friend who's from like second grade. Uh and so we're just like I don't know, I just think um staying in one place is like a little bit more different than you guys because you guys probably yeah. like experienced like a lot of like different cultures. But uh, I just kind of experienced the same, like, American uh, conservative, like, town type of stuff.
2: But since we're talking about youth, it's like our childhood, since I, I moved on from, like, you know, different places. And I'm glad I moved from different places. I'm glad I didn't stick to one spot. You know, I, yep. I, I lived in France. I moved to South Korea. And then I went to the United States. So I love to tell people that, um, you know, I studied in three different continents. You know, that's like my bragging Ooh. rights, right? Um, but... I think the best thing about this is I still have childhood friends that are based off you know elementary school, um, and that's still that's thanks to my parents, right? Because my parents yeah. kept in contact with their parents, then become their friends. So that you know their their child is my friend now at this point, and we hung out every now and then. Um, so we're still childhood friends, and we still have we're still present. But the fact that we moved, um, or the fact that I moved, kind of opened up my mind. So I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna say what you know other countries think about the United States. But before I came to the U. S., you know, I had a different perspective until when I came here, and then I had a different perspective on South Korea before I went to South Korea and lived there myself. Um, So you know, what other people talk about other countries is so totally different until you get to experience it. And so that's the reason why I actually love the fact that I moved from places to places because. Otherwise, all I would have gotten is what people say about those countries, and I would have never experienced it. So don't ever, you know, stereotype things. Don't ever, you know, listen to other people. do believe that. Go yeah. It, yeah, go don't experience that. it yourself. Travel. I was just lucky and fortunate to do that. I
0: guess. So uh, what, what have you guys learned about yourself, like, while growing up? Or, like, about others, like, during your youth? So, I mean, me, personally, I feel like I had, like, a self-identity type of crisis. Uh, I don't know if it's just me or if it pertains to like just growing up as a person um but I feel like because I was Asian in a community where it was like not like a whole lot of Asians like it was just like a diversity of people right and I always felt like as a kid like I felt kind of ashamed of my like culture um and it was like whenever like there was like Chinese food I brought to school or something I just felt awkward about it and I didn't want people to know I brought like Chinese food to school or something um and just like I guess I felt ashamed that like my parents didn't speak English th- very well and um and I know like you know it we struggled with like trying to fit in with like everyone else um and I think I had like a lot of insecurities about myself too like just me being, like, super introverted, uh, I had, like, a hard time, like, talking to people. And honestly, all my extroverted friends, they just adopted me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, like, definitely growing up was not easy because I was afraid to speak out. And um, I just had so much anxiety as a kid that it, like, stopped me from doing all the things I enjoyed uh, as a kid. But now
1: you're a very strong woman. You would speak about your thoughts with passion and you'll fight I've, any <laughs> boys that get in the way.
0: <laughs> I have definitely learned to defend myself uh, for sure. Uh, college was a learning experience.
3: Uh, yeah. I cannot, like, imagine what Sandy felt because she was born in the U.S. So she is one of them, like, she can't really identify as someone outside of the country. Like, I think it was a little easier for me to adapt to the new country was because I already accepted the fact that I'm different and that I am from a different country. So, like, for me, um, if I was bringing, like, Korean food or even Japanese food to... My school, I would, like, brag about it. I'm like, have you guys seen this before (laughs) kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. So I was never ashamed of, like, bringing Asian food. Like, I knew I was different. I was, like, proud that I was different. Because I uh, was fortunate enough to, like, go to a uh, private school to start my um, education here. And, um, like, 90% Caucasians. Yeah. So it was a little... Easy, um it was easier for me to adapt because they already saw me different but I really accepted that I was but,
1: different but see that's that's the that's the beauty thing about perspective because when you for me I grew up with um international friends in high school so we would always talk about different things like oh have you seen this food before and they're like oh no what is that we'll make fun of each other but then when we try it we're like oh shoot and back then I never thought of identity. Like I always like disregard race. I feel like it's always like a good thing to meet a different, you know, I guess a different um ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to Chinese class and then all these like like Asian Americans that were born, they were speaking Chinese, they were having a hard time. And I was the only one who could speak Chinese better than most. And I was just like, oh, I was shocked, but I was willing to help and then they helped me but yeah i feel like that was crazy
2: i didn't have any asian friends until i went to uh, middle school to south korea so actually um when i was in france so when i was living until middle school i was in france um and i was more comfortable with you know white people or non-asian people in general um and then when i when my parents told me that i was going to move to south korea um, I, I I was so pissed, I was so sad. I was just like I was like, dude, I don't get along with Asians? Um, I don't want to be with Asians. I'm actually more uncomfortable with you know non-asians. Um, and eventually that, that was my uh, preconception of like you know what I could live life as because I was so used to living Fran- uh, in France in a European country and I adapted so well and people were so welcoming to me. I just felt like I fit in so well. And then I moved into an Asian country and I was like, dude, this is so different from what I'm used to, um, but just give it a couple, you know, months, you know, and then even a year or two, and then I got used to it, and I could relate to people more, and I got to enjoy it, more, I guess, in some ways, but because of those two experiences, that's how, that's why I got to adapt pretty easily um, to whatever it is, cultures, and it's not like, I think... I think thanks to that, I have a more open minded uh, perspective. And when people tell me about their culture, it's not like I'm like disgusted or grossed out, or I don't have a, uh, you know, a, like, I don't have an initial thought about it. And um, I don't have a stereotype in some way. So eventually I accept it for what it is, and I'm always willing to try it out because I know that every time, every time since I was born, there was something new that showed up. And I got to try it out, and then it always went against my thoughts. Because when you try, when you look at kimchi, it's vegetables, and I used to hate kimchi. Um, me and, you too. know, I live in France, and so you know, I love French food. And then when I tried kimchi, I was like, "Dude, I don't, I hate vegetables." Don't get me wrong, I'm Asian, but I hate vegetables, and kimchi is not looking right to me. Uh, I tried kimchi, and then I was like, "Dude, kimchi is amazing," you know. And a lot of things that happened multiple times. So that's why now I know that different cultures, they have amazing stuff. And it's like you know, more open-minded.
1: When when I see you, I can imagine that. I can imagine you like say, oh,
3: kimchi. It's so funny because no Korean sees kimchi as vegetables. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> that says it all. I'm half Korean, but you know. I see it as
3: a vegetable, dude, for sure. He's like kimchi vegetable. I'm like, that is not like it is technically, but all the sodium and you know.
1: No. Wait, Sandy, I have a question for you.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: when when you were raised or with the people you grew up with and you know how you were, you know, just pretty much you were embarrassed, right? Being mm-hmm. Asian and all that, did that affect you when you know, when there's international students coming into your school, how did you feel about them?
0: I didn't see any international students come into my school until, like, high school, uh, oh, okay. because first, like, I went to a gate middle school, and I don't know if you guys know what gate is, uh, but it's pretty much, like, a middle school specifically for, like, smart kids, um, and uh, so you had to, like, get in, like, through some type of lottery system. Um but
1: It's like a Willy Wonka thing.
0: But anyways, uh, yeah, I didn't experience international students until like high school and uh, I actually went to prom with the international student. Uh, he was, when I talked to him, he like, he was like confused about like the American culture because it was like something he was not used to, um, so that that was fun. <laughs>
3: that's very interesting i'm surprised by like brandon or even Flo because you guys are international and you came here like in high school but your guys's english is so good like i remember when i first came to the us i didn't know how to speak english
1: i was trained by my mother shout out Tess. Tess. (laughs) love you mom
2: (laughs) i came to the us in college but um i learned mainly in middle school just from you know people around i guess my uh my friends eventually. Yes. I think if you if you know it's all about environments just as I mentioned earlier and if your entire environment is speaking English you're forced to learn English. And mm-hmm. so you pick up from what you hear and then I guess that's how I got it. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what Brandon did too as well.
1: Yeah, I I feel like well obviously I had a Singaporean accent. So like when I talk I talk like this. So it's very hard for me to understand. <laughs> What's up yeah, Uh
0: what point did you like stop like having that Singaporean accent?
1: I think it's, it it just depends on what if I go back to Asia that's when my accent starts coming up but I definitely did feel embarrassed at first cuz everyone's like what'd you say what'd you say and I keep on saying a lot.
2: so I was just like oh, oh. but what's mind blowing is you can control your accent can't you
1: I feel like yeah sometimes I mean it just depends on who I'm with so if I'm if I'm with my parents that accent my indo would just come out and if i'm with my like you guys i just be american
0: (laughs) since we're talking about our, our youth uh what are some things that were like important to you back then but feel that they are not as important now i wish i was more mischievous back then because you could get into a lot of trouble but not actually like have like get into trouble you know like legally you know what i mean so it was like I wish I just like prank people a little bit more and just acted more as a child rather than like really? oh I wanted to grow up faster, you know.
1: Dang, I was the opposite of my, my, you. Like, me too. I was not, I was not afraid to die. Literally, like my when mom would split. tell me, I would just do like I remember we went to ski and you know when I was a kid I can't use the sticks because they don't have like a tall enough sticks for kids. I was still down to just go. Like, I was fearless. But now, as I get older, I get so scared. Like, my heart drops everything. I
2: think, I think I'm think i the exact same as Brandon, where I was more fearless and I didn't care about it. And I was more of a rebel, in which I wish I wasn't like that. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, I didn't give a shit about life or something, whatever. I was just doing whatever I wanted. But I wish I took life more seriously as well. More as, like, mature. um, Just so that, you know... If I had been more mature back then, obviously, right now, I'd be way more mature, right? Um, And just the fact that I was being more childish, enjoying life, you know, doing stupid things, risking whatever it was, and sleeping on the streets and whatever. um, All those memories are great, don't get me wrong, but if I had been more studious and taking things more seriously, I think I could have gone further and I I would have less regrets today. That's for mm.
0: sure Was there like specific things that was like really dumb that you did like examples
2: I luckily luckily I was in South Korea so I, nothing no harm came to me but just drinking into the sleep like on the street that's not something I would have ever wished I had done um just because obviously that's kind of stupid mm. uh, but it's a it's something I, that I've learned from I guess so whatever it is I still learn from it. Uh, but it's just the fact that there's an okay so the biggest part of this is the fact that there's an opportunity cost so it's not like i uh, don't get me wrong i'm not dissatisfied that i did this because I, it's a great experience um i learned about it i'm not going to make the same mistake now um but if i wasn't that person that i was where i care are drinking sleeping on the streets and not caring about life uh, you know, skiing in the fog down the the fucking hill and like you know breaking an arm every now and then, doing stupid things like that. If I wasn't that that person, I could have been the other person who was smart, like who was smart, reading books, genius. Uh, you know, learning about stocks, doing all these other things.
1: Um, this is something that I like. I did soup. Like I feel bad, but I actually broke my arm during my grandpa's funeral. Yo. <laughs> cuz Cause, um, cuz cause, um we he passed away and then we had like a ceremony like um cuz we're buddhism we I mean we're buddhist so there was a lot of robe like you know curtains um there's chanting so one time it was taking a while of the chant and I had to use the restroom and then my cousin was like oh me too so I looked at him and he looked at me we smiled let's race as soon as we got out of that um, the room, I slipped and my left hand was. like, I I, I opened my eyes and this part of my hand went up. And then I was just like, "Oh crap!" And then my dad, <laughs> my dad was oh. like, "Are you serious, dude?" And then, but like Flo said, like if I didn't learn from these like stupid mistakes, I mean I slipped, but at the same time, like come on, man, don't fool around. Uh-huh. You know there are times for that, you know, but. I would say that's probably the one of the most embarrassing like things that happened. Cause I can't imagine if I was my dad and my kid broke, you know, my hand, you know, and that happens. Oh my God. <laughs> I would have been like
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was gonna say I didn't do anything dumb when I was little, but when you said embarrassed, it like came in my mind. But when it was when I was wearing the Heelys, I was at a hotel, right? and then um you know those rotating doors so my cousin um was going in and out with his heelies like super quickly right and then I was like that's so cool I think I could do it too so I tried it and my my leg got stuck (laughs) underneath the rotating (laughs) in the hotel so everyone was like around me like taking pictures and like yeah. i was like six or seven so i was like i'm gonna die <laughs> i was like mom i think i'm gonna die like
1: <laughs> i can see that
3: <laughs> <And> then, happening <laughs> yeah and then the ambulance came the oh my god it was so embarrassing oh. like firefighters came and they literally had to like lift it up and like when i'm like i'm gonna die <laughs> i'm gonna die so i remember i was on the ambulance i had to go back home I
2: back in our youth you just mentioned like how you avoided you know the rotating uh, doors for a couple of while and i think it's the fact that um in our youth we learned so much and whatever was embarrassing and you know uh what is it bad we learned so much out of it uh, and then we refrain from doing so in the future right um so uh, like i want to transition to like what uh my story where I learned a lot from my parents because one of my most embarrassing stories, or the way, the stupidest story I've ever had, was sleeping on the streets because I overdrank and I was under eight.
1: Yeah, guys. So, out of everyone, yep, it's slow. No, you
2: no get used no. to it. Okay. Y'all, I'm pretty sure y'all blacked out at places you've never really imagined. Unfortunately for me, it was in the streets. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think um, off of that story and something, cause because you were talking about youth, I've learned something like amazing in life. I think, um, which is to forgive. Mm. And the reason why I learned to forgive, I think, and I'm really, uh, it's really easy for me to forgive people. And I think it's because of that one moment where um, I blacked out in the streets. um, My parents were calling me. I never picked up, obviously, because I was gone. I was sleeping. Um, But some random person uh, picked up the phone call and called the police for me to take care of me. Then my parents came to pick me up at the location that the police officers told my parents and i don't remember any of that that story is from my parents you know my parents told me about it all i remember is waking up in the car i wake i remember them dragging me to the car dragging me Um. so then that moment the remember why i remember is because i opened my eyes and the first thing i did was make eye contact with my dad and then i was like I'm about to get fucked, I'm about to get woofed, I'm so screwed, I don't know what what I'm doing right there. So then the moment they put me in the car and they drive away, I'm like apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, that. that's the, the, the thing I said for a good five minutes. Five minutes is long right, in the time, in that time period. it's Five minutes is hella long. And I kept saying, I'm sorry. And uh, they just dragged me home, I threw up, I went to sleep, I woke up the next day. I came to my parents. I, I couldn't even look at them in the eyes. Um, but the first thing they said was, and I, I asked them, I was like, are you not mad at me? And they were like, um, we're not. We're fine. So whatever. And then I didn't do anything and I was just hungover as fuck. And my parents were like, you don't need any more punishment than you already have. Uh, I'm, yes. just, I'm just hoping that whatever you've gone through, you've learned enough from it. And like this whole thing was a lesson for you. And at that moment, I was like, whoa, first of all, I'm I was very thankful of the fact that my parents didn't whoop my ass uh, because sometimes they would. And (laughs) second of all, I was just like, dang, my parents forgave me for a mistake I made. And it was very responsible for me. But I think um, the fact that I learned that when I was a kid is the reason why now in the present, I'm very forgiving. Hmm. So it's a stupid mistake embarrassing but you learn it so yeah i think i learned so much out of it and so don't get me wrong if i could go back to the past i would do the exact same no
1: but Uh, but my my dad did not did the same thing as your dad he never even got mad at me yeah but but i did i did feel bad i definitely uh like from that i learned how to think with my own action now well sometimes
0: i've never had crazy stories like you guys like i said like i like was a very anxious kid Um, I think the most embarrassing thing I did was, like, you know, running away from my mom uh, when I got upset at her because she wouldn't, like, let me uh, go to the park by myself or something. I don't remember the whole thing. But, like, I think I got really upset because I was like, oh, all the other kids, like, get to, like, you know, roam freely. And, like, I don't understand why I can't do it. I'm old enough. Like, I was in sixth grade or something at the time. I was like... I was, like, I'm old enough to, like, go to the park by myself, blah, 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 blah. And, like, thinking back now, I'm just, like, kind of, like, okay, I'm stupid. Like, my mom obviously, you know, just cared for my safety. And, like, coming from, like, being in Stockton, you know, Stockton's not, like, super safe. Um, so she just, like, cared about my safety. And I, like, I wish back then, like, I, like, didn't wasn't, like, as upset about that and stuff. Um and but it's definitely a learning lesson like i realized that uh my mom does a lot of things for me and uh, i'm really grateful for her
1: but but see like that's like the beautiful thing about life that's like have you guys ever heard of the word sonder so sonder is the profound feeling of realizing that everyone including strangers that pass by in the streets has a life as complex as one's own and they, they are constantly living despite one's personal lack of awareness of it. So let's just say you know that you're going through something in your life, right? And everyone has their own problems. And, you know, you may be driving in your car. And then when you see the person next to you, they are also living their own life. And it's that realization that, oh, he's also living through something. So if you can see someone who's crying, I remember this specific moment. I was in japan in disneyland and i saw a guy who was on the phone because because you know disneyland's a happy place and everyone's like all smiling and happy and then i saw this guy pick up his phone and he got so mad and then he, he threw his phone and then the girl started crying so in my head i was like whoa they're in disneyland but they're not getting that same reaction as me you know because something must have happened but that's what i'm saying with you know life I feel that with our parents teaching us and raised us, everyone grows up differently. And there's always pros and cons to why parents do things the way they do. So this is why like, I learned a lot from moving from here to the U.S. and I mean, from Indonesia to the U.S. And also from parents and from friends, experiences from friends.
3: Have you guys ever um, hated something about your parents? And after some time, you realize that you're doing the same thing?
0: I mean, for for me, uh, I definitely as now that I'm like grown up a little bit more, uh, I see a lot of myself like that, like all the traits that my mom has, and I'm just like, oh my god, yo, like this, <laughs> this is weird. I kind of <laughs> didn't want to have all those traits, but then I'm like, oh, I could kind of see where she was coming from.
1: I definitely pick up the habits from sometimes from my dad, like when, let's just say we're at a. Group of friends, we're willing to just, you know, have fun and then not think about everything. And I'm just like, why would you do that? But now I'm just like, yeah, I feel like that that, that's still a problem for me where I don't think about consequences sometimes and just like, go for it and just have fun. But yeah, I feel like we all, even though we are not aware of it, we do get that. You know, we want to be like our parents in a sense. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or maybe we don't, but we're just picking up their habits.
3: I also heard that the people that grew up um, with both parents and just mom and just dad they're all different too
1: but but that's what inspires people sometimes you know thinking about their parents or their single parents you know they they've also put so much effort even um through adoption like kids who who got adopted they've definitely learned something throughout you know their life I mean you grew up with that person so. You're more than likely pick up picking up their habits as well.
2: So I, I want to bring up the fact that uh, I took this this one course, and it was talking about to know who you are in the present, you really got to go back to your past mm. and see the big moments in your life in the past. Um, and so, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, one of the reasons why I believe I uh, it can't be a hundred percent sure we won't never know we'll never know if it's true or not. But one of the biggest reasons why I believe that I'm very forgiving is because of that one moment in my life when my parents were very forgiving towards me. Um, And so that's just an example, but like to know who you really are in the present, you really got to think about your past and those huge moments you still remember to this day. What happened then? Who were you with and stuff like that? What happened? And then based off of that, you probably learned so much out of it that you're currently that person. I think that's what's mind blowing, which is why youth is so important. Um, you know, the environment you lived in, you were born in, um, and who you were surrounded with is how you end up becoming in the future unless there's something drastic that changes right, mid crisis.
1: So technically, if we slap Flo, he'll say, I forgive you.
2: <laughs> don't, hey, don't get me wrong. If you slap me for a reason where I was wrong, obviously I'll forgive
1: you okay okay there's
2: people people though there's people though that if you slap them and they were wrong they would not forgive you anyways but if i was wrong and you slapped me then i would forgive you 100 percent. if you slap me because you that was for fun hey don't get me wrong i'll forgive you too as long as i slap you for two i
3: have a question though do you know okay you are good at forgiving but do you know um how to be forgiven like, that's maybe one thing that you could have learned in the past if it was different. So do you struggle with, like, being forgiven?
2: Being forgiven?
3: Yeah. So say, like, your parents were actually really mad at you at the time. And then you figured out a way to be forgiven. And that's something that you could have learned, too. So right now, as someone so forgiving, do you know how to be forgiven?
2: that's a wow that's
0: a that's a tough question the best way to
2: be (laughs) forgiven is by giving you by giving proper reasoning or excuses as they say (laughs) so if you made if you did something wrong no 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 no. i mean (laughs) wait don't you agree don't you agree that whatever actions you take there's always a reason or an excuse behind it you always do something for a reason. I'll apologize. I'll apologize 100%. But depending on how bad it is or whether I think I'm right or wrong, I think your reasoning should matter. The re- the reason why I did something, I did something for a reason. I didn't do it for nothing. I didn't do it because I wanted to fucking punch you, stuff like that, right? I punched you for that purpose. So let me tell you why I punched you kind of thing. And then the person might be more understanding. It's like, "Oh, okay. You punched me because I was disrespectful to you." So now yeah. I understand that I can forgive you. You know, it makes sense. Kind of thing like that. You right? Yeah, no. I I mean, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, definitely.
3: <laughs> yeah. What I just wanted to say was um, whatever you go through one way or the other, like there's something to learn in every situation. So just because they did something wrong or you wanted you want to erase something from the past maybe you got something out of it or maybe you can get something out of it now that you're older you're grown up maybe you'll be able to understand your parents more your friends more and like how they felt
0: so um my question for you guys is how would you make the most of your youth since you know we're kind of we're approaching our 23s right um and 24 according to uh, a website that i looked We're up 24, 24 is the age the last age for the youths. Um, all right
1: boys and girls we gotta make we gotta we gotta turn up we gotta go crazy <laughs> I'm
0: so how, oh you're, you're, so you're near the end year. of your youth so how how would you make the most of your youth <laughs> for
1: me for me to to make the best out of my youth is to pass on what I've learned to younger people. I've learned so much from my uncles, my aunt, from family histories that I would not want to repeat. Like one of my uncle, he has the best phrase, don't be stupid. (laughs) Every time I go out, that's his phrase. In high school, before I leave, don't be stupid. And I have another uncle, don't get caught <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like one's an angel, one's a devil so like it's it's really it's really like funny like from different perspective or like from a different like thing there's so many things you can learn but I would definitely say whatever you learn and you can pass it on just do it just say it.
0: I no agree math. with that. I think it's important to like make mistakes in life because you learn from them, but also be aware of the consequences of your mistakes. But uh I think it's in your gooth you should do a lot of stupid shit, just know your consequences.
3: <gasps> stupid shit, that's cool. Whatever you're going to do in that 10 minutes, like how is it going to affect you in that 10 years? so yeah I definitely agree like when a 40 year old or 50 year old tell like a 10 year old 18 year old like oh like when I was your age um I did I did the same thing you know we can't really relate you're like you're an old man or you're an old woman yeah
1: yeah I I used to hate when they say that I was like I remember my parents would be like oh when I was 19 blah 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 and I'd be like but you don't know me. Like, you know, we grew up differently. And then in my head, I'm like, bro, I mean, she did point out some good stuff, you know?
3: Mm -hmm. Especially like as a 24-year-old now, like, (laughs) like, I am, I was so different when I was 18. And it's like crazy. It's only six years. But honestly, like my tolerance and my energy, like everything is so different. Even from 22, like that's two years ago. So, yeah, just listen to people that are a little older than you maybe not too old too much older because
2: different like, generation you know, different, yeah.
3: different different world
2: but you know what i find crazy is wait first of all i find it crazy that youth is you know uh put into up to 24 i think i think 21 is like youth and then like below mm. i think after 21 that's when you start getting like exhausted for the smallest thing you do um but i, th- I find it crazy so yeah what I think about it is like advice that's given by people. It's hard to learn from people's advice. I agree. Hundred percent Personal. agree. Personally, like people will always tell you things, and um, it's so hard to first of all understand where they're coming from. Um, and some of the some of the things that people give you advice on, they make so much common sense, yet you won't realize it until you personally experienced it. I think. And. I feel like to like to end like to conclude what i'm trying to say is up till 21 just do whatever you want um learn from your own mistakes and whatever people's advice i've given you it's like it's not going to make much sense to you unless it really relates to you in it's like advice in terms of what path you should take in the moment right um but if it's like if they're telling you like brief advice in terms like oh you know what don't take this class because it's too hard or like you shouldn't do this because you know of that you won't realize until you personally have dealt with it i think that's that's how i see it so
3: i think uh, my biggest advice for people that you know it's end of my youth but for (laughs) people that are younger um just go experience like just anything it could be oh honestly it could be bad but not too bad. But just experience it when you're younger. Um, I recently, my company recently had an interview with one of the film directors of Sony Pictures. Mm -hmm. And he actually worked at DreamWorks as well. And he's the one that filmed like Kung Fu Panda. And there's a new movie coming out soon from Sony. And, oh yeah, he was telling me how, um, just go experience. Like he never thought that like doing Taekwondo or you know, when you were younger, it helped him when he was filming Kung Fu Panda and even like singing in karaoke and just having fun with friends, like helps helped him um, to film this um, upcoming movie, which is about a musical. So honestly, like those little things that you think it's not going to mean anything in the future, it could help you somehow. Even playing games like it helps. It could help you. And
2: um, say yes to a lot of things when you're young. Say no, or no to a lot of things when you're old. So say yes when you're young because you learn a lot of things. So yeah, if you if your mom or your parents are telling you yo go do piano, go do violin, go do taekwondo, go to kung fu, go do martial arts, whatever, just say yes to everything because you know what you're learning in the moment. And then when you're old. When people are asking you to go, hey, let's go get a drink. Let's go do this. Let's go do start this business. Let's go do whatever. Yeah. Say no to most of the things and only say yes to a couple of things because now you're prioritizing. When you're young, you want to be open to learning new things. When you're old, you want to start saying no to things because you want to prioritize what's more important to you. I think that was the biggest thing that I've heard where um, it was when you're getting old, the more you say no is um, – or you know you're doing the right things when you say no more often than you say yes and that's a hundred percent true because if you're saying yes to everything when you're old that means you're just not doing the right things you're not doing what you're supposed to be prioritizing in the first place that's some like
1: detox shit man
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that concludes our podcast for this episode uh i hope you guys enjoyed it uh thank you for tuning in viewers
1: and, like we said, we have a Discord uh, community now, and we hope that you can hop on it. Just join, just to say hi. We would definitely appreciate that. And also follow us on Instagram at YesStringAlong. And, you know, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. We definitely will post weekly, and we have more challenges and everything that's going to come up soon. And we're very excited for that. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>